Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael Eriksson, and this episode is beginner tip number four, where I'll talk about getting started with cycling and the most important points, really, when it, when it comes to getting started both with your bike, on your bike, and training on your bike. So there are several levels to this episode, which makes it a little bit different than last week's swimming beginner tip, because on the bike, we actually have to deal with uh, a lot of equipment compared to swimming. So... I'm going to make the assumption here that you have or you are getting a road bike or a triathlon bike so essentially so that you clip into uh, you, you can clip your shoes into the pedals and that's the kind of bike that you will have and that you'll train on uh, so let's with that assumption underway start with the first step that you need to take unless you have a bike already that is and that is to get a bike that's the right size for you and get a bike fit this means getting into your local bike shop and trying out bikes having somebody who is knowledgeable help you and then getting a bike fit with a reputable bike fitter and that's one of the best investments i mentioned swimming lessons last week i believe uh, if not then i mentioned it now because i should have uh, together with swimming lessons that bike fit is one of the best investments you can make you will bike faster you will bike more comfortably you will reduce injury risk there's so many benefits that come from that bike fit that that's not something you want to skip on and uh, i want to repeat that because so many will skip it anyway so that's not something you want to skip the bike fit is a must all right step number two after you have your bike and you have your great bike fit is to get to know your bike you need to really know how to do the basic things you don't need to become a super mechanic but you need to know how to change a flat how to adjust your brakes how to change your saddle height don't mess with your bike fit <laughs> but uh, but you need to know if in case you want to do some small adjustments and and you can leave a marker for where your original fit showed the saddle height to be uh, and uh, how to put on a chain that comes off and basic cleaning and maintaining of the bike so there are things like this there are tons of resources on the internet uh, just google them or search on youtube youtube is a great resource i really like the global cycling network youtube channel for these types of things mechanical things and uh, so i'll link to that actually in the episode description below but you can just search global cycling network on youtube or on google so yeah, I, and this again, I want to make this super clear that you shouldn't rely on your spouse, your kids, your parents, your next door neighbor. You need to learn these things yourself. If something happens when you're out training, when you're out racing, then seriously, there's no excuse for not knowing how to do these basic things. And make no mistakes, things will happen. So these basic things are a must. Uh, and if you invest the the money in a bike then learning how to do basic cleaning and maintenance is also obviously a no-brainer so uh, the third step then is to get comfortable riding your bike and uh, making it second nature for some of you it might be the first time that, that you clip in pedals and are locked in them and that's that seems very very strange at first very foreign and a bit scary maybe if you get a triathlon bike you also have to deal with the aero bars and and that really feels like you're on a super unstable platform at first but you'll get used to it so so don't don't rush this step train in areas like an empty parking lot and where you can do the basic things over and over again like clipping in clipping out 
changing gears, learning how to use the gears so that there's no hesitation for how you gear up and gear down and so on, turn corners, make make U-turns, and really make all of these things second nature. Again, it's super important to not rush these things and jump right into your trainer and uh, and doing uh, hard swift rides. Then when you get to your race, I mean, these things... It, it will be so scary and, and so nerve-wracking for you, really. So, so the, the right thing to do when you get started is to, is to make the riding your bike comfortable and make the bike an extension of yourself, really. So knowing these things inside and out, uh, in the back of your head, that's super important when you get started. Before you even start thinking about how to train, you should know how to ride your bike and do the basic bike handling and those sorts of things. It may seem boring and unsexy, but it's really crucial to get all of these foundations right. Not just the riding your bike, as I mentioned, but knowing the mechanical things and maintenance and, and getting the bike fit. So these are all the foundations of getting better on the bike. Isaac Newton wouldn't have figured out gravity if he hadn't first learned basic arithmetic. Uh, I, I don't really know why I just came up with that example. I guess I just revealed what a nerd I really am uh, deep down. Uh, not not even necessarily so deep down. But uh, hey, what can you do? Let's move on to the training stuff now that I've probably, hopefully convinced you that these foundational stuff are things that you really need to do. So the first training tip is be consistent. And you hear this over and over and over again. You hear it from myself. You hear it from all my guests on the main That Triathlon Show episodes. Don't go on epic 100 plus kilometer rides if that means that you then miss your next workout or workouts. Train at the level that you're currently at so that you can maintain, stick to your training schedule and not miss any further uh, workouts. And if that means starting with a 15 to 20 minute ride to the nearest coffee shop, then perfect. That's perfectly fine. Being consistent and really doing, if you set your mind to doing two bike rides per week, then doing that week in, week out, let's call it 50 weeks of the year, that's what sets apart those beginners that progress relatively quickly in triathlon uh, from those that don't in most cases. It's, it's not about talent or doing hard, sexy workouts. It's about consistency. And yeah, I get it. Missing one workout may not seem like much, and it isn't if it's just one workout over a period of a couple of months. But it's so easy to start taking it lightly and missing many, many more and missing, soon you're missing one per week, one and a half per week on average. So some weeks you're missing two, which may be a third or even more of the training that you're doing. So so yeah, don't be consistent. The second point is to start where you, you're currently at. I already mentioned it actually, but yeah, train to your current ability, not where you want your abilities to be. And usually when you start out, you will get you, you will need to do a fair amount of aerobic training, like easy training, just getting building your endurance. There's not much point in immediately starting going very hard and doing super lung-busting intervals. Yeah, you will maybe get a lot fitter, but it probably won't benefit you that much more long-term, but you actually run the risk of missing those other training sessions and, and lacking that consistency. So what I want to do when I when I coach beginners, for example... Even when I coach like very 
high-level athletes, I, the first few weeks are, are very easy for them because I want to make sure that I see that they are consistent and they stay consistent on that easy program. And then we can start ramping things up. And with beginners, this is much, much more crucial. And the period, the transition period is much more, much longer, essentially. So it can be three months or, or of just very, very easy training and just staying consistent and, and making sure that you get in 95% of those workouts in those three months. And after that, you can consider doing some harder training. But within that, of course, you should progress your training gradually. It doesn't have to be a super slow progression either, but just very controlled. That's uh, that's the whole point. So you can increase your duration. So you start with those 20-minute coffee shop rides, but then the next week you add 15 minutes to that. And, and then uh, all of a sudden, a month from now, you, you have a long ride that's suddenly an hour and a half. And so that can be actually a pretty quick progression. On the bike, it's not that risky to do that as long as you're, you're staying in that aerobic zone, so not too hard. Uh, so yeah, that's basically it. Train where you're currently at, not where you want to be. And finally, the third training tip is to get to know your training zones, establish them, and start including some structured workouts based on those training zones when you have proven over a period of time that you can be consistent and you have gradually progressed that training volume of easy training. And you can hear more about that in episode 29, scientifictriathlon.com forward slash TTS29. That's where you'll find how to get your training zones, whether it's heart rate or rate of perceived exertion. And you can start making structured workouts based on that. A structured workout may mean like, for example, an internal workout in zone four, which is like your threshold zone. It might be four times five minutes with uh, with five minutes recovery between the intervals of just easy spinning. And also those zones are important to do your aerobic training at the right intensity. So not going too hard, not going too slow either. You want to maybe stay in that zone two and not necessarily zone one. So if you have a heart rate monitor, maybe you have even gotten a power meter for Christmas, who knows, and and you have power and all the better, but you don't need a power meter to get started by, by no means. So anyway, those training zones will help you. If you don't have anything, then you can use rating of perceived exertion, RPE. And we talk, I think I talk about that in episode 29, but we also talk about that in episode 54 with Gail Bernhardt, which is a general uh, beginner triathlon, getting started with triathlon for beginners episode. So scientifictriathlon.com forward slash TTS54. Both of those will be linked to in the show notes. And finally, with those interval structured workouts when you start including them make sure that they too are a gradual progression starting very easily or well not very easily but starting conservatively and then gradually progressing them all right i hope that you enjoyed this beginner tip remember that you can contact me and send me your questions on michael at scientific and that's michael with a k or you can tweet me on twitter at SciTriad. And if you email me, include beginner tip in the subject line so that I can see where what it's about and that, that will make sure that I actually open the email. <laughs> so uh, next Friday, you'll hear beginner tip number five, which will be about running naturally. Finally, if you're interested in uh, beginner training plans, I do have a few available. I have a sprint plan, an eight-week sprint plan, and a new, completely new Olympic plan, also eight weeks, on scientifictriathlon.com forward slash plans. Or you can just go to scientifictriathlon.com and click on training plans in the menu. It's also linked to in the show notes. Uh, This uh, new Olympic plan, for example, it's eight weeks. It's designed for somebody who has 
usually, but not necessarily, completed a sprint, their first sprint distance or several sprint distances. But you can start with the Olympic right away. It's not a big deal. And this plan will definitely get you to the level where you can comfortably complete that Olympic race on an average training volume of five hours per week. All right. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.